Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome back to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the hugest, most incredible. I'm here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. In fact, was a terrific person. I mean, he, he just he, he loves Cyprus. He just loves Cyprus. He's terrific. He's a fantastic person. Believe me, he's just a fantastic person, aren't you? I, you know what, Steve? I am a fantastic person, but you're even a more fantastic person. <laughs> you're, you're the most incredible guy, I swear, the most incredible podcast host that's ever come down the pipe. And, I know, and, and we're I'm hearing not. feedback from the audience. I mean, they love Farnell. They, they, they love Cypress. They, uh, they love Farnell. They're incredible people. They're really inc- The listeners to this podcast are really incredible people. They're just they're, incredible. They're the best, we love them. They're the best listeners on the internet. The what? best we're, listeners. We're, you know, people we're, said, we're remember when people so said, no one was going to listen. They said no one's going to listen. They said that in New Hampshire. They said that in South Carolina. They said that in wherever. And we got listeners in all these states. And we just keep getting listeners. We just keep getting it's, winning. It's all around the world. It's going worldwide. Everybody's listening. Everybody's going crazy. They love it. And it's uh, uh, and we're growing by leaps and bounds. And we have the best listeners in the world. And this is the biggest podcast. So it's it's incredible. Believe me, it's, and it's, we it's, are going to. But we. I, but with the one thing is for sure, we're going to become more podcasting like. We're going to become more like typical podcasters. We're not going to joke at the beginning anymore. We're not going to talk about ridiculous concepts and and about a ridiculous person. We're going to become much more podcasting edential, and uh, you'll see. I I could be more of a normal podcaster than anyone. Okay, you got me. Podcast edential. Podcast edential. We're going to be more yeah, podcast edential. People say all the time, they go, those two guys are crazy. They start every episode with crazy comments. They're having too much fun. You know, that's not normal. You're supposed to come out and be all serious and do a podcast. So we're going to do that. You'll see. Eventually, at some point, we're going to do that. No, actually, we changed our mind. We're not going to do that. We're just going to be ourselves. It's just the way there it you is. Go. All right. Speaking of which... Today's topic, we promised last time, we were talking about breaking all the rules. You teased it at the end there. You started to get into a little bit. But breaking all the rules. So we've seen Trump break lots of rules in uh, his political run and certainly in his business life as well. Before we get into that in detail, though, why don't you share with the audience what you possibly mean. I mean, if I'm listing this, and let's say I am an attorney, and I'm listening, I'm going, you don't understand, guys. We can't break the rules. we got a code of ethics. i got a license here. I can't just break all the rules. I'm an electrician. I can't break all the rules. I can't put in a non-code whatever into the house. And what I can't break all the rules, guys, you just don't understand. Well, first, we're not talking about uh, we're not talking about doing about doing a uh-huh. So we're not talking about the electrician coming in and doing a job that's not up to code. That would be unethical, and it would just it would be a horrible idea across the board. So uh, we're not talking we're, about in the doing of your business. We're talking about in right. the marketing of your business. In the marketing of your business, exactly. Okay, so, so Trump is not, we're not talking about Trump's going to break all the rules like he's not an American citizen and he's under the age of 35, or, or you know, his opponent, who's going to put a private email server into her bathroom and get hacked by every nefarious country in the world and break every rule of, of security. We're not talking about that. 
that's no. clearly not no. what you're supposed to do, although it seems like it just won't matter. And I think I, I saw, we're recording this now in, in early June in 2016, and I saw something the other day about some survey of, of Democrats who said, we don't even care if she gets indicted, we're still voting for her. Like, it's just amazing. But, <laughs> but we're not we're not recommending that. In the actual doing of your business, in fact, not only hold the rules, but we've already taught on previous episodes, by example, you've shared many times how you go above and beyond the code. So, for instance, in your roofing business, you use stainless steel nails. You didn't use the code wire nails you could have. You used the best. You used the best undercoating for the roof and whatever. You can go above and beyond when it comes to the rules of, although that's a form of breaking the rules, of course, go above and beyond in the doing. But you can break all the rules in the marketing of your business. So what do you mean by that for a business owner. Take this attorney, for instance, who, again, is still listening, going, guys, you still don't get it. On a rules about advertising until about, well, now it's, I'm dating, now it's getting to be about 30, 40 years ago, but there was, it was not allowed to do uh, attorney advertising. It was considered not only, uh, it was, first of all, not allowed. Then it became allowed, and it was still seen as unseemly and, you know, beneath, uh, not undignified for attorneys to do marketing, and still to this day, I speak to attorneys about marketing, and some of them are still of the old school that, hey, if I do advertising, I'm going to be seen as a lowlife and not as an upstanding, staid, by-the-book attorney who people want to hire because they can trust them. I'm going to be seen as some ambulance chasing. I don't do any advertising. I'm above that kind of nonsense. So attorneys still have a lot of rules, and so do other professions, financial advisors, and, and on and on, where things have to be passed through and approved by boards and and overseen. I know doctors, same thing in the medical field. There's things you can say, things you can't say. So what do you mean by in your marketing, you got to break all the rules? Well, let's let's take a look at Jerry Spence, who is a very famous attorney. Uh, he's the From guy. Wyoming. You, yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know who he is, then you'll know who he is when I say he's the attorney that wears the leather jacket with the tassels. Right. So now, right there, he's he's broken all the rules. That's not what attorneys wear. Attorneys don't wear, uh, you know, open open collared shirts. You know, in other words, he doesn't wear a tie and then leather jackets with tassels. They wear suits and ties into court, and he wears a leather jacket with tassels. So what what's that all about? Well, I I am quite sure that is one hundred percent about relating to the people on the jury. He's not some. Um, you know, high, uh, he's not some penthouse attorney who's flying in a helicopter. He's a regular guy like you and me. And it also works for him outside of the courtroom. Of course, he, he, he's a great attorney, too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's he knows his stuff. He's written some great books about winning your argument every time and, and this kind of stuff. But he broke the mold on how attorneys are supposed to dress. And because he's different, in the pickup artist world, in the PUA world, they call this peacocking, right? So he dresses differently than everybody else. And by doing that, he draws attention to himself. And that's really what we're talking about. So how do you break all the rules? Well, if you're a doctor, you might break the rules by seeing Well, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a few examples from Uh the world of doctors. One is they made a movie about the guy starring Steve Martin who would walk around and put a red 
big red clown nose on when he talked to his kid patients. And everyone was like, well, that's undignified for a doctor to do that. I have a friend who takes that to extreme with her clients. She specializes in doctors. She had one video of a client, an OBGYN doctor, wearing a hula skirt and coconut bikini top. He, he shot a video like that. And so that got massive attention and lots of laughs and how the, you know, the, the theme was, this guy is a personable, fun guy to go see. You wouldn't think going to see an OBGYN is a kind of a cold thing and unpleasant and you don't look forward to it. But hey, he's such a great guy that he creates these personality-filled videos. And so other doctors, and she tells me that she, you know, she has other potential clients call her, but they say things like, yeah, but I'm not doing any of the whatever, and she just won't take them on. If you're not going to get out of the norm and do something that's seen as a little outrageous in your field, then she's not your person. Go call somebody else, and they'll do your typical stuff, and you'll be forgotten. That's hysterical that they call and say, hey, I want you to help with my marketing because I really respect what you've been able to do for other doctors, <laughs> but I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but, but that's typical. I mean, and we see that in politics now. We see that in, you know, how about all the people, uh, again, we're recording this in early June, uh, you know, all the people, Marco Rubio I saw last week was one of them who apologized to Trump or something and now is, is on his side or whatever. I mean, it's just amazing how people are like, I'll never do that. I, I would never do that. That's outrageous. That's terrible. He's the most dangerous person ever. I would never vote for him. It's impossible. Oh, yeah, I support him. Yeah, Exactly. Well, and I, I mean, look at what Trump's doing as far as breaking the rules, right? So you and I were having this conversation off uh, off the air just a few minutes ago that the Republican Party traditionally is not the party of the regular guy, the regular Joe. That's supposed to be the Democratic Party. But Trump has got all these guys bamboozled into thinking that his He's exactly like I mean, I've seen interviews where working people say he's just like us. Oh, he's just like you on his private, completely customized 747. Well, and he was born you know. to a father who had a very successful business and was already yeah. a millionaire. And, I, and I mean, so, yeah. And we're going to go into that in a lot more detail in an upcoming episode. But that's the basics is break all the rules. So well, you know, it's that clear that Trump breaks all the rules. That's clear. He, you know, he doesn't spend the money you're supposed to spend. He doesn't hire the staff you're supposed to hire. He doesn't go press the flesh in restaurants and do the little town halls like you're supposed to do, quote. He doesn't right. say the things you're supposed to say. He's not politically correct. He breaks all the rules. Now, he takes every interview, goes on every show. You know, every other politician, you know, doesn't do any of this stuff. Then he doesn't show up for the debate when you're supposed to. Uh, he rails at the press and calls them names. Uh, he, he calls, he's... This, this is another one I see that he they tell him, uh, you know, stop saying bad things about other, your fellow Republicans. He's like, I don't give a crap what party they're in. If they're against Trump, they're against Trump. I mean, he clearly he breaks all the rules. We know that. So yeah. how about another example of, of a business owner who will break all the rules? We know they should be outrageous and they can be fun in their advertising. What other ways should they be breaking all the rules in business? Well, you mentioned it earlier. I think one of the things that they should do is basically ramp up their game. So whatever they're doing, do it better than everybody else. And when I say do it better, let me explain that a little bit. If you look at like Dr. Phil, 
for example. And you and then you look at a local uh, a guy who's running a marriage therapy or a psychiatry officer, psychology officer, whatever. People are going to say that Dr. Phil or that psychologist is going to say that Dr. Phil is a hack, that he doesn't have any idea what he's doing and that he shouldn't be allowed to be on uh, uh, he shouldn't be allowed to to be on TV and to dispense the advice and he should have his license pulled and whatever. But what Phil does is he creates an experience. Uh, now, in this case, it's an experience for TV, but there's no reason why a local business owner can't create the same experience. There's no reason why a local psychologist can't be a little more aggressive isn't the right word, but definite in, uh, in what they're doing. There's no reason why you can't exude more confidence in what you're doing. And, and we live in a world where, unfortunately, people are just not taught to exude confidence. The average business owner, if you ask them about their business or if you ask them how they do, they're going to say, oh, well, we do the best job. But they're not going to say, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Nobody can touch us. Like, nobody can come close. It's ridiculous. And that, so if you exude a tremendous amount of confidence, you're breaking the rules. If you do things that are over and above what your competition is doing, so for example, you mentioned how uh, how we use stainless steel nails, which the nails cost 10 times as much as the galvanized nails. But in the roofing business, we use stainless steel nails. Well, the reason we use stainless steel nails was because we, I, I mean, that went against all the rules. Like, nobody does that. What are you talking about using stainless steel nails? Uh, uh, nobody uses stainless steel nails. That's far more expensive. But it justified a much higher price, and it gave us a differentiation. So we broke that rule. The, I mean, literally... We had to we had to special order the stainless steel nails. We had to find a roofing supply store that would special order them, and we had to commit to buying them by the pallet because nobody bought them. Like nobody anywhere bought the stainless steel nails. So when we did it, it was an absolute breaking of the rules in that business. So what you want to do is find the unwritten rules, find the rules that quote unquote this is how we do business around here rules, and then absolutely break every one of them. So if the way you do business around here is we send a fact to suppliers. That's how we do it. Then instead of sending a fax to suppliers, send it by carrier pigeon. I don't care, whatever. But insist on a phone call. Send an email. If the way we do business around here is you know, we don't use high pressure sales, then add some real hardcore closing sales to your uh, to your business. If the way we do business around here is we go door to door and knock on doors because that's how this business is done, then figure out a way that you can drop something in the mail instead of going door to door. Do anything to change the way that business is done in your arena and, and just break those rules. Operational rules, marketing rules. Obviously, we don't want you to do anything illegal. So don't break the laws, but break all the rules. Now, that's a great way of putting it. Don't break the laws, break the rules. That's what laws are. See, if, if you ask me, laws are there so that you know how far you can go. Go right up to the line. When you and see a green light, you know, you're in an intersection waiting at a red light, it turns green. How long do you wait until you go? Like, um, it's green, go. Yeah, go. Like, you know, you're, you're, if you're in well, front of but, me and you wait too long. And, and what is somebody going to say? Well, you were really close to going on the red. Like, yeah, yeah right. that's the idea. It's, especially if you're in a heck, if you're not uh, driving on the street, if you're in a race, you know, in the drag race, and they're like, beep, 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 you better go. If you're you swimming and they, they shoot the gun, you better jump in that, dive into the pool. This, the bazilla second that thing goes off. The Olympics are going to come up this summer. If that happens, now we're seeing all kinds of nonsense there, but, the, you know, some kind of a, these Olympic races, how soon after they start the race should you go? Like within a bazilla second. Like, that's what the rules are. You can't, oh, you can't jump the gun, but you want to go the bazilla second that gun goes off. So it's the same in business. If you're not allowed to do X, you want to go right up to that line 
and do mm-hmm. right up to the line what you can do. So you're going to go to the edge, which, which so many business owners are just not willing to do. They stay in the middle. They stay really safe. And then they're always going to be seen like just another guy, and they're going to be really frustrated. Absolutely. And, and listen, when you're breaking all the rules, you might stub your toe now and again. Who cares? Go on. If it, you know, so what? So, you know, we, we drop mailings, and one of the mailings that we drop in the roofing business again involves a picture of somebody's home. So we drive through neighborhoods. We find roofs that need to be repaired, and we take a picture of the front of the house. Well, some people are creeped out. So every thousand pieces we mail, uh, we sell, you know, 10 roofs. We get money on 10 roofs, which is a ridiculously good return on investment. But we get five or eight people who call up and say, "Ah, what are you doing taking a picture of my house? Well, you know, give me your name and number. We won't mail to you again. You get a few people who are creeped out, but you make a ton of money doing it. So who cares about the people who creeped out? We ignore them and we make loads of money. But nobody. Now that was a topic. Either that was a topic we talked about earlier, or we're going to go into more detail later for people. This whole idea of attracting. I think we talked about early on attracting your fans, who you want to attract, and repelling those that you don't. I mean, that's what Everett is talking about here. Is it Don't be afraid over. that if somebody is upset about you for whatever, well, don't try and, you know, apologize, smooth it over. With. They weren't going to buy from you anyway. Just, I mean, do apologize, but just move on, forget about them. Don't try and, you know, I'll, I'll still keep you on my list and I'll still hope to make this person a customer someday. Like, you know, get, go, move on to the next one. Right. Which uh, is, by the way, a breaking of the rules for so many business owners. Right. Mail to the same list over and over, or the same people, even the ones that have I mean, how about this one? Ever Have you ever had a customer ever ask for their money back? They were dissatisfied. You know, honestly, I don't think I have. Actually, oh, my I goodness. Did. I, I yeah, have. yeah. I, one, one time. I've one owned time. dozens of businesses over, you know, 40 years or so. I, I've had plenty of people say, this thing is no good. I want my money back. So you give them an exchange or whatever. But once in a while, there's somebody like, no, you know, I don't want to exchange. And I never want to see you again or whatever. Like, you know, that's fine. But I take them off of my list. Right. I, they don't. Yeah, I don't. When I, in my door-to-door sales days, I remember where I would go into a town and we had a new item every week or two. We would get truckloads of an item. I mean, we put 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 guys out in the field, each carrying bags of the stuff until we cleared out the entire container of whatever we had, and then we would get a new container of something else. And we go right back to the same areas and walk down the same streets. But if somebody had thrown me out and threatened to call the cop, the next time I walked through that area, do you think I went into that door again? I hope not. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> or if I had walked in and I knew that guy had, had bought a perfectly good teddy bear, and then I came back the next week and he said, now I don't want to give my money back. I said, here's your money back, and the next time is in that town, no matter what I had, I just never went into that door again. Just never went there again. But see, here's here's what most. But that see that say. breaks the rules. The that, rules of our system where you go into every door and you offer. Hey, you know the manager would have said, "Hey, just because the guy didn't want the teddy bear doesn't mean he doesn't want the calculator you bring in next week right, or the right. leather bag you bring in the next week." I'm like, so the rules were you go into every door and you offer everything to everybody, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I am not going into a door where the guy was a jerk. To me. That just means I have to go into one other door at the end of the day, extra, in my mind, or whatever, to sell out. I mean, that guy's not getting it. He loses. And I know that's against the rules. I'm supposed to give everyone a chance to get the deal, and I'm supposed to go into every door, and I'm not supposed to think. That's the system. Just go do it. And I'm like, yeah, but that guy, no, you're not getting it. 
I love taking something away from a client. I love refusing to do business with somebody. I mean, it's just one of the highlights of, of my day is uh, taking a mail piece when somebody calls up and is a jerk and, and uh, I'm just not going to give them the pleasure and the benefit of using my service. Screw well, it. we see Trump do that over and over and over with these uh, debates, uh, threatening to not go to the debate if things aren't his way or that some of the money since he's setting records, I mean, the debates are all, well, they'll start up again once the primaries are over. And, you know, he was saying, oh, all your ratings are going way up. You know, if I don't do the debate, uh, you lose. Or, or he won't do interviews with certain people or he calls them a sleaze. And, it, you know, he won't talk to certain members of the press, you, which is their loss, right? You don't mm-hmm. get to talk to me. And he's taking that away from them. Right. Well, and of course, he loves doing that. I mean, I, I can't get now, I can't get into his heart and his mind of what he loves, but it, he appears to be extremely enthusiastic about telling who can can not have access to him. Uh, and he, of course, waffles and go back goes back and forth because that's just who he is. I mean, uh, you know, so one time he's going to tell some person, who is this, uh, the woman on the first debate that he had this big fight with because she asked him a question about something he didn't like, so he said he didn't like her, and he tweeted out he didn't like her, and then months later they made up and they did oh. another interview and Maggie they loved Kelly? her. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. And, you know, whoever. I mean, it, it's who. You know, he loves him, then he doesn't like him, then he likes him again, then he doesn't like him again. And that goes back to, you know, what we discussed in the last episode, which is be unpredictable and keep everyone on your toes. Like, no one gets to take Trump for granted that he will be your friend or talk to you or give you an interview. He'll do that one day. And there's always the threat that if you do wrong to me, he will do wrong ten times right back. That's what he always says. I'm a counterpuncher. So, you know, and 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 there's voters, you know, the the pundits, they're sitting there going, like, that's not presidential, whatever, you know, oh, his, his finger's going to be on the nuclear trigger and all this kind of nonsense, and I'm sitting there going, actually, that's something, I don't know about all the voters, but I love it. It's about time that we had a leader in this country that, <laughs> that is unpredictable so that Putin and whoever is afraid of him, because that's who Putin is, and that's who this North Korea guy is. They're unpredictable. You don't know what stupid thing they're going to do next. So we're a little bit on, on pins and needles when we deal with them. Well, it's about time we had a guy who was unpredictable and crazy, and, and to me, North Korea and Russia and China, whoever, are just going to wait eight years and go, we're not going to do anything for eight years, and we'll mess with the next guy that comes in again, because we're not messing with this guy. He's crazy. Right. Right, right. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. So that's breaking all the rules, which is uh, piggybacking on what we talked about last time, being unpredictable and breaking all the rules. It works in business. It works for Trump and politics. It'll work in your business again. We're not talking about break the... I love what you said. It's not break the laws. It's break the rules. And it's not break break the rules rules in the the doing of your business. It's break because then, of course, you're going to lose your license and whatever. It's break the rules. Well, you can break the rules as long as you're going up. Yeah, the laws. Rules going up and, and break the rules yeah. and be unpredictable in the marketing and the, and the way you run your business. McDonald's is famous this. I mean, in the business world, it's called innovation, folks. Breaking the rules is called innovation. Mm-hmm. So if you're not breaking the rules, you're not innovating. You know, they asked Ray Kroc once, they said, every innovation you come up with, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like every innovation you come up with, all your competitors just copy it. You know, what the heck? And he's like, I don't, that's fine. And they go like, what are you talking about? How are you okay with that? He's like, because I can innovate faster than they can copy. Yeah, they said that 
does that make you mad? And he said, no, it doesn't make me mad. What would make me mad if we were the one copying them? Yeah, that's another line he said. So, yeah. you know, he's like, he's going to continue to innovate, and that's breaking the rules. So when, when fast food restaurants were never supposed to serve breakfast, I interviewed for my other podcast that I do, I interviewed the C-level executive uh, marketing for McDonald's for decades, who on that interview, he told the story about it took, I don't know, eight or ten years for him to convince the board of McDonald's to open for breakfast, that he kept doing all the testing and showing all the numbers, and he was like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And it took years for them to finally say, let's do it. And then, and, oh, it, was, it wasn't like real testing, it was surveys to actually test it out. And when they actually opened and tested it out, well, now we know. But now they're even serving breakfast all day. I mean, it's, now it's becoming their most popular thing to do is right. to serve breakfast. So that's breaking the rules. Hey, you're not fast food? Well, you don't serve breakfast at a fast food place. <laughs> drive through. What do you mean drive through at a restaurant? You don't drive through a restaurant. You go into a restaurant. You sit down. You have right, a waiter. Right. What do you mean you go up to the counter and get your own food? I mean, these are all kinds of things that, that fast food restaurants broke all these rules, and now it's considered pretty much that's more the rule. There are more fast food restaurants than any other type. That's kind of the rule. It would be very strange. In fact, it is sometimes. It's strange. I know when I go to a fast food restaurant and I give my order at the counter and I'm waiting, they say, oh, no, you don't have to wait here. Go sit down. We'll bring it to you. I'm like, yo, what? Now it's breaking the rules to serve me. So we've gone full circle from we've broken the rules to we're not serving you. Take your own food to your own table and then clean it up yourself to now we're going to break the rules by we're actually going to bring it to you and clean up the table. So whatever is going on, break the rules. Same thing with self-service gasoline, unless you live in New Jersey and you're forced to uh that's where I pumped gas. When I yeah. was in high school in Fort Lee, New Jersey, and people were saying, I want fast food, there's a state law, not self-service. I mean, there's a state law, no self-service in New Jersey. Right. So what, what happened is everybody pumped gas. Everybody had full service. They pumped gas, cleaned your windows, checked your tire pressure, checked your oil, the whole nine. But they charged more for the gas. And now they went to self-service. So the price went down. So everybody started going to self-service pumps because they're like, I don't care that much about it. I'll pump the gas myself. Well, now people... People who are breaking the laws, and by the way, if I was in the if I was in the gas station business, I would absolutely kill because we'd have a complete upsell system. So sure. somebody came, we we charge the same price for the self service as we would for full service. So we'd be competitive on price. But everybody that comes in, every uh, I mean, their oil to get checked, their air to get checked, their uh, their fluids, their uh, you know their uh, sure. And when the their belt, air gets checked, everything. sometimes they're going to need new tires and they're going to yeah. need oh uh, your tires oil falling. and they're going to oh, need everything. You know, why don't you let me? Why don't you let me get a quart of oil? You're a little low on oil, or oh, your water's a little low. Let me get you some wiper fluid and put it yeah, in. Yeah, or here. let's pull that right into the bay, right? You to keep a bay open. Let's pull that right into the bay. Exactly. Here. Take a quick look, and it'll take five minutes. You'll be on your way, but you don't want to be on your way if you could have a dangerous. You yeah, know, while you're, I was you're, checking your tire pressure, I noticed your brakes were a little down. Yeah, your your serpentine belt is about to snap. You might, I mean, you might get another hundred miles out of it, or you might get a, you might snap before you get down the road. Why don't we swap that out for you? Take you about ten minutes, and we'll be we'll have you out of here. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I would just kill with uh, with a gas station these days. But then again, I'm always trying to break the rules. Right. So. And- I can see by the clock on the wall we've come to the end of today's segment, but yeah. hopefully well, people get the idea. Just to a piece of functional advice for uh, for our listeners. Every six months to a year, you should sit down 
and you should make a list of all the rules about, quote-unquote, how business is done in this industry. Well, now you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say we have to make it our business to know the rule. That's the first step. You can't break right. the rules until you know the rules. Right, and then just go down that list and figure out ways to break them. And, and, uh, and, and when you start breaking them, you're going to change the way business is done, which means you're going to be the one who wants to break them back the other way once, once the rules change. And I'll give you a last bit of advice as we bring this edition to a close is a great way to get ideas about how to break the rules is to get your head out of only your industry. A yes. big mistake business owners make is they know everything everyone else is doing. You mentioned a gas station. Well, they'll, they will drive around. My manager at my gas station would drive around and he had to fill out a report of all the prices of gas in all the stations for a couple of miles around and then he would be able to report to his head office and they'd tell him what price he can put up and all this. So they, you know, But they're only checking their industry and then they'll join groups of business owners that all own the same type of business and they open the yellow pages and they look in the heading of only their business to see what everyone's doing. If you will look outside, it just when you're a shopper, when you're out to eat, when you're out shopping, when you're at other businesses, you're looking at advertising in the Sunday paper or on the internet or wherever you're looking and you see other businesses sit there and go, hmm, that's interesting. Now, how can I use what a retail store is doing in my professional practice? It's a completely different business, but that's how you break the rules of your industry, you take something from outside your industry. So continue listening to this podcast, other business podcasts, continue to look at all kinds of business marketing and experience all kinds of different things and always be thinking, not, oh, that's not my industry, that's not the way it's done. That should be a big sign to you to say, hmm, if I therefore, if I do it in my business or anything like that, I'll be the only one. I'll be breaking the rules. I'll be the trendsetter. I'll get the attention. I'll get the business. It's funny you mentioned that because the idea about my idea about the gas station actually comes from a related but still different business. It comes from the quickie oil change business. Well, we'll have to tell that story another time because we're at the end okay. of this episode. But yeah. uh, next episode, we're going to talk about finding the hidden money in your business. And so you have a week to think about that, folks, and we'll see you back next week with our next episode, How Donald Trump Finds the Hidden Money in His Business and in His Political Campaign. He Finds the Hidden Voters and How You Can Find the Hidden Money in Your Business. So that brings to a close this terrific, fantastic, unbelievably, tremendously excellent episode. I'm almost thinking of calling in with a fake name and saying that I'm I'm just the publicist for the Trump podcast and uh, saying how terrifically, tremendously excellent it is because it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just the best. And Farnell, we love you. People love Farnell and they love Cypress and uh, we love you and uh, you're great and we're going to continue winning. We're going to go on from here and we're going to win in the next episode, in the next episode, the next day. You're going to get so tired of fantastic winning episodes that, uh, that we're going to, no, we're going to have so many winning episodes, you're going to get tired of fantastic winning episodes. You're, you're going to get tired. It's going to be so great, you're going to get tired of listening to fantastic episodes. That's what's going to happen. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess. <laughs>